Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Alfredall. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Ducker Zamp from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zant as uh, Super Bowl 55's matchup is now uh, complete and in the books. So uh, we will discuss all that uh, as uh, Tampa Bay, led by Tom Brady, goes into Lambeau Field, beats the Packers, and, of course, the Buffalo Bills uh, fall short in Kansas City as uh, the Kansas City Chiefs go back uh, to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row to face uh, the Buccaneers. So we had that going. Um, got an exciting show for you tonight because we're going we're gonna to go through all those games and uh, we'll see uh, where it all falls and, and, and what we think of those two. And there's also some some Miami Dolphin uh, correlations there, as there always is. The Dolphins uh, always seem to be a part of, of everything that goes on, but not necessarily in the way that you'd want them to, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, some quarterback news, uh, some, some Dolphin news as well. Uh, Charlie Fry named the new quarterback coach. Um, he, was, uh, they, he replaces Robbie Brown. And uh, he comes from Central Michigan. He's played a few years in the NFL as well. He played uh, for Kansas, no, for Cleveland, I believe, Raiders, and maybe another team. Rich might have some more insight on that. I know there's supposedly some to a connection there, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, so that's how that uh, basically goes down. Now, there's also uh, some news as uh, Larry King died. Uh, over the weekend at 87, and what many people may not know is uh, Larry King, part of the Dolphin family, as he did color commentary for the Miami Dolphin games in 1970 and 1971, on, of course on WIOD radio, and uh, have a clip for everybody. No gain on the play. Fine defensive move by Jesse Powell, the right side linebacker for the Dolphins. No gain. It'll be a third and seven. Uh, the Dolphins are trying to confuse Bradshaw. They've done this with young quarterbacks, and Bonacani has these linebackers stunting and faking, and they're trying to fake blitz. And that time, uh, Bradshaw obviously, it appears from here, changed the play at the line of scrimmage, and the handoff was not too expertly done. Chris splits off the left side. So there you go, everybody. That's Larry King doing color commentary for the Miami Dolphin games. Uh, I know he also did the 77 Thanksgiving game and worked with uh, both Rick Weaver and I think Joe Cronin before that. So uh, where else you getting at, everybody? So Rich, Larry King uh, passes away, Dolphin color commentary, and uh, that's how we start the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. The first thing I heard thought about, too, was back, you know, when he did that back in the day. You know how it was a yeah. Dolphin connection. He yeah, always seemed pretty, to have a. Pretty, he pretty cool. always seemed to be a Dolphin fan too when he talked. He was. You know, still. He was because he know? was based in Miami yeah. all those years and a lot of Jackie Gleason connections and and uh, obviously I think Sinatra and uh, that was was on his show early and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean I think that uh, you know that's where his basic connection was and a lot of people don't under you know or realize you know the early part of the, the you know that he had with the the organization. So, uh pretty cool thing You know, there. getting getting back to Charlie the Charlie Fry hire. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I Richard. think you I think you have a closer relationship with two with this guy. I don't know where you could have, <laughs> maybe you met him once <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a train station. 
I mean, it doesn't seem like they cross paths ever. <laughs> yeah, I you know I I can't seem to find it either. I mean, I've been hearing that there's this connection, but I again, you know, I know he's come from I mean, Central you know, Michigan. He was from Hawaii. Yeah, you know, and then they went to then he went to Alabama, and I, I don't see like, you know, when he was in Alabama, this guy was in Ashland, Central Michigan. And that was my area. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm baffled. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> find it either. It was very strange. I think he's friends on Facebook with them. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, so yeah, I don't uh, get it. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Um, but that—that's the big dolphin news there. So um, yeah, I remember him in right, Cleveland. So, I remember. I remember him yeah. the backup quarterback in Cleveland. Yeah, that's day. right. Really yep, bright. he yeah. was. And I know he had the stint with the Raiders. I think he was another team, too, but I'm not sure what it was. But, yeah, I remember him, too, as the, as the backup for Cleveland as well. And yeah. uh, it's true. And I wonder – uh, the other day, and, it, like, it took me a couple seconds, you know, to realize yeah. who he was, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's your new quarterback, Coach. <laughs> Don't say I never you know gave you said, nothing. You know what the sick part about it is? I never heard of the guy they got rid of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I didn't really know too much about Robbie Brown either, so I can't really, you know, say too much there. <laughs> Just leave that yeah, alone. Wish the best of you. Never heard of you, you know. Sorry, buddy. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, yeah, exciting weekend of football. We got a lot to talk about, Rich, and uh, I guess we dive right in it. Super Bowl Fifty Five matchup underway. Tampa, Florida, and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face the rep- the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. That's the first thing to say. Um, Tampa, uh, you know, they go into Lambeau Field, uh, albeit not a frozen Lambeau Field, but nonetheless flurries in, in the 20s, so certainly the advantage uh, well on the uh, Packers' side. And... Uh, and they come out of there with a victory, and and that's you know that's a surprising victory in in, in a in a lot a lot of ways, Rich. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it. I mean, if you look at the way Brady played with his three picks, you wouldn't expect it if you saw that. But the fact that they only capitalized six points off those three picks was was horrible. I think. I, I've never seen a team choke that badly at home before. I mean, if you think about the Green Bay Packers, I mean, the coach choked. The, I, I I don't get it. I, I don't understand, like, how a veteran quarterback could, could play that awful, you know, at home. Rich, now this, like, this is this, – with, with his legacy on the line, think about it, because he was going to go to the next stratosphere if he won another Super Bowl, the way they were talking about him, right? Yeah, well, not only that, I think there's two two notes to that. The first note is this now is his fourth championship game in a row that he's lost, which is a record. Right. It's an NFL history. No quarterback has ever lost four straight conference championship games. So that's one thing. And then I think when you look at the other side of the coin to what was affected there, you now have Tom Brady going on the road in his – close to final year. We don't know when this is going to end, but he beats Drew Brees in New Orleans, and he beats Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. Neither one of these teams had any business losing these games. I mean, it's really ridiculous if you think about it. The the, the Saints laying an egg against them uh, in in the Dome is is just ridiculous. And then Rodgers having them come to Lambeau Field and, and, and them losing there, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, you cannot lay this out any better, you know, in a Brady legacy and in a Rodgers legacy. You're right. This was a pinnacle game. It was a pinnacle game for Breeze. It's a pinnacle game for Rodgers, who's the MVP of the league. Let's be honest. He's going to win the MVP of the league, and he deserves to win it, hands down. Yes. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this – The coach, terrible. Anybody who yeah. thinks this is a well, good coach on Green Bay, he's awful. No, well, he he is a good coach. That's not fair. He is a good coach. Now, we're, we're gonna not, compare. Not, I'm not even talking about the no. field goal either. I'm talking about the two-point conversion. I'm talking about yeah. the field goal. I mean, I mean that's just, just total ineptness. That's ineptness. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you know, well, you know 
you know, you, you missed the two point conversion and the points coming back to haunt you 20 minutes later. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to break this all down. And, and, yes, as far as a game situation, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes in that game. I think there's a couple ways of looking at a coach. Okay, you look at a coach on his body of work, what he does, where he goes. You're looking at a one-game championship game, you know, coaching performance. He made a lot of mistakes in this game. He made one brutal mistake. You could say overlook the field goal. We're going to get into that. I think that's a that's a major mistake. Now, there's no saying that that would have obviously ended in a touchdown, but it still is a big mistake not going for that there. Um, but, you know, you you brought up a point, and, and you're right. It's very rare Brady throws three interceptions, and then they still are able to come out of there. I think the one thing to realize on those three interceptions is they came later in the game when they had a lead. I think that's a big point because – he started out right. real strong, and yeah, and he made big time, big time plays to get them a lead, mm-hmm. and they weren't like you said; they just they didn't capitalize on any of them. I mean, it was well, that, it, it really didn't. That ridiculous, that ridiculous touchdown they allowed before halftime. I mean, you got to forget it, man. With that, that yeah, and and when that happened, um, I mean, that's the turning point where you basically look at yourself and you say, "Wait a minute, man." This guy's gonna go to his tenth Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. actually, well, at least for me, it was. Well, I mean, that was the. That? How can you allow that? I think that you know you you you're obviously so afraid of that first down, and you know you're going to what basically becomes man on man coverage. I mean, it's a major blunder by both the the defensive scheme and the quarterback. I mean, and the corner uh, in that situation okay. to allow him to get under there. I mean, it's, it is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, you got Tom Brady. Let's not forget that. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. So he sees that right off the bat, right? I mean, he's coming up there, and he sees yeah. this, and he's, he must be like, I got man-on-man coverage on this guy. So he, he right off the bat, he must be salivating, right? And I don't know yeah. whether he calls an audible or that's the route. You know, I'm, he might check off. I'm sure there might be a check there. Where he's, you know, he sees it and he's giving some kind of signal to his receiver that you're one on one, you got a deep route, and I'm going deep. You know what I mean? So when this runs, right off the bat, um, the Packers are in trouble because that matchup there, at the very least, is going to be a jump ball, which Brady seemed like he loved doing the entire day, even if it didn't work for him. He loved throwing up big time balls. To his to Evans and and you know to all his yeah. receivers, all his big tall receivers, and sometimes it didn't work. That was part of his three interceptions. But you know what? On big time plays, it did work, and it resulted yeah. in touchdowns or close to touchdowns. So you're right. Major major flaw, major mistake there, and they never recovered from it. They really never recovered from it. No. Very now, very I, I, mean, I, I just can't believe that we got to watch the tenth time with this guy in the Super Bowl. It's just, you know, it just never stops. You it know how I feel stops. about this, though. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Rich, I got a couple things that might make you feel a little bit better. Okay, the first thing is, listen, I'm at the point where I love the quarterback debates, the conversations, who's the greatest of all time. You know how I feel about it. I think there gets to a certain point, a certain point, when somebody's career is just so ridiculously off the charts, there's nobody even in the debate. You cannot even come up with a mathematical debate about a career and whose is better. There's nobody close. Now, you could talk talent, and you could say, well, I think this guy's the best. You know, I believe Marino in his prime. Young Marino, I think, is the greatest level of quarterback play anybody's ever achieved. I honestly believe that. I'll go to my grave believing yep. that. Yeah, but as far as a career, as far as no, a it's career, ridiculous. it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Ten Super Bowls. Ten. Ten no. in tw- 20 years. No. The guy goes to the Super Bowl There's every other year. There's only 55. And he was hurt. He's been the ten of them. And he got hurt one season. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. even play and more than one, like a half a quarter. 20, what, he's, he's got a 20-year career and he's there half the time? 
half the time, and he didn't play one year. One year he was hurt. He got hurt in the first game. (laughs) It's just, I'm so at a certain point, I just got to tip my cap and say, you know what, man? I don't know what you got going on. You're just the chosen one, but it's just ridiculous. It's so off the charts what you've done. So he's six and three going into this game. That's the first thing. Might make you feel a little bit better, because I think this definitely, for right or wrong, and I'm not making an opinion on it, but let me tell you, this definitely changes the perplexion of that entire Patriot dynasty run Belichick system. Without a oh, doubt. That who's separate. Charge of it, there's no question. Yeah. Right? One right? And you, games and runs the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue it. And, really. yeah. and you know that there's a lot of miserable, unhappy New England Patriot fans right now. And there's no denying that. Now, there's some people that have jumped on his bandwagon, but as far as a Patriot organization, it hurts them. Yeah, it hurts but, them bad. Yes. So you could take a little bit of solace there. And every time they, he wins, Rich, I mean, it's monumentally devastating to the New England Patriot fans in the long run. It really is. This hurts them, and it hurts them bad. It really does. So that's a little bit of whipped cream to just throw on top of it because I, I understand. I mean, at a certain point – I, you, I just throw the towel in at this point. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. This guy's just – what's the difference at this point? He's won yeah, so many insane. Super Bowls. It's just ridiculous. I yep. mean, it really is. So that's that's kind of my take on that. And I think this year really put a lot into the history books, like you said, especially with the fact that he went through Breeze and he went through Rodgers on the road to get there. It's just insane. Yep. It really is. Now, I give you, he got, he got a gimme. He got a bit of a pass on the first one, but he still had to go on the road yep. to do it in Washington. But he got, he got a bit of a pass there. But it's still a game he has to win. But, um, yeah. But then to, to you know, to go on there and and uh, hey, anytime you win three road playoff games to get to the Super Bowls, it's a, you know, it's a huge achievement. I don't care who does yeah. it. You know, it's no, you're right. It's, it's, it's virtually impossible. We yeah. we never sniff that. You know. <laughs> no, no. When you said, uh, you know, the the biggest choke lane and egg in a championship game, you know, the, I thought of the 92 yeah. game in Miami. I well, did think of that because that's definitely got to be one. And I thought of the 85 one, New England, too. And those two came to mind for sure. But you're right. This did, one did is that. Uh, something ridiculous in that game. Man, I don't Banks think in the eighty. Not, not in 85. I don't think Fred Banks was in, uh, on the team in 85. He wasn't there in No, 85. no, 92. I mean. No, in 92? 92. When they didn't show up against that Bills game, that home game. <sighs> I'm that not remembering Freddie Banks being there. Yeah, I remember Freddie Banks so on that team? Freddie Banks. Yeah, I think Freddie so. Freddie Banks in that yeah. year, Rich? I don't know about that one. I Maybe. I, I don't know. Is uh, 1992 championship? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, still I'm waiting not, for I'm Keith Jackson to show up for that game. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I listen. I, I think, I think, listen. I think you look no further than uh, than than the, what the Dolphins' defense was, was not able to do in Thurman Thomas in that game. I, I get the offense sputtered, but that defense. I mean, when you're third and twenty-eight, and you're throwing a screen for forty-two yards, I know. I yeah. got you, but our offense. That's your problem. That yeah, it was. Yeah. It definitely was. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Talking from a man who was on the field during the playoff games, it was very rough <laughs> to watch that egg be laid. And uh, and then who knows with uh, Dallas, you know, going up there. All right, so let's take a quick break, and uh, we've got another game to talk about, and that's uh, on the AFC side. And, uh, again, that was, uh, I guess, a little bit uh, less surprising. So, um, you know, we'll break that all down right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. 
all episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Miami Dolphins Legend Show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zant. As uh, we recap the uh, two championship games that lead us to Super Bowl 55, just a reminder, you can catch all our shows right at iTunes. Uh, get them delivered right on your phone. Just go right to the iTunes store and subscribe, and you can send us any questions or comments, uh, Show at yahoo.com. So, uh, Rich, the uh, Buffalo Bills play the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in a championship game. The big story is you refuse the invitation to join the Buffalo Bills Mafia going into the game. So that's of note. It was a rejection, an outright rejection going into the championship game. Well, I, I, and, I, don't, I don't join fake, fake things. <laughs> so, There's uh, no such thing as, as the Bills yes. Mafia. It's a made-up, nonsensical thing. Uh, where was that in 85 when I was sitting in the Rich Stadium? <laughs> Well, it exists now as far as they're concerned. The Bills, yeah, the Bills goes, the the, the Bills Mafia traveled well to this game. I saw three shirts in the crowd. (laughs) Get out of your mind. I I know, I've seen some of them there, though. I did see some there. I don't know what the contingent makeup was. But um, they do travel, though. The Bills fans do travel, Rich. I don't know how many were there, but they do travel. But the stadium wasn't even packed. I mean, it was only, what, 20,000 people? We weren't allowed, yes. Yes, so... How many, Rich? You know, there was only twenty something thousand there. Oh, there, there was. Yeah. A, okay, okay. I didn't even realize that much. Okay, so twenty something thousand fans yeah. were there. There yeah. probably was a decent amount, I guess, right? Probably a decent 400. amount of Bills fans. How many? Four hundred. No. Why? Well, you, they do travel well, though. Why don't you think they were there for the first championship game in Cause forever? Because I don't think you could get tickets. I think they were offered to, you know, 
the Chiefs fans. Yeah. I don't think you could just get them. You know what I mean? It was a last yeah. minute thing, I think, where they allowed them to come, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they were an easy ticket to get. I just don't know, you know, yeah. what their means are to get there. I, I don't know. Don't really have. I don't have a dog in the fight, so I'll leave it to you as far as your opinion on it. I don't know. But uh, what I do know is that I was a little bit surprised. Even though, listen, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in football. I'm very glad they got a loss early. (laughs) They are the repeating, you know, Super Bowl champions, the defending Super Bowl champions. So I, I guess, you know, that's what was expected. But they weren't really playing great football at the end of the year. And they weren't really playing great football, even heading in, you know, uh, and enduring it. So, I, you know, I guess I was a little surprised because I think they really looked almost like, you know, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs in that game. I mean, they really took care of business. That one was nine right? Well, if you remember last year, what did they fall, 17 nothing behind Tennessee? Something like that, yeah. But they just—I mean, I think Tennessee blew a seventeen nothing lead at yeah. least in that game. Yeah. So they do start out slow, but then once they get going, they're dangerous. And you're right—not with nine nothing, but in that nine nothing, didn't you kind of feel like Buffalo blew a couple chances there? Oh, there's no question about it. They did. Yeah, they did. So, so you know, you Buffalo, you, you come in, you know, Buffalo's. It's weird. It's like we always like look at Buffalo like that. You know, they have a very good defense. And their defense, you know, they've gotten good on offense, and they really haven't gotten great yeah. on defense. And they're and they yeah. don't have a running game, which is the two things they lived on, right? And it's very well, they, very strange team. Well, they had had a running game at certain times this year. They had had a running game, and it seems like it's 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 here or there, you know, because they have ran the ball at times pretty good, but yeah. it's it's you know it's really Josh Allen and Diggs and that offense that has brought them there, and I don't know how long that lasts. Now this is going to be very interesting to see because this was another pivotal game for the Dolphins because it was a pivotal game for that that division, and if the Buffalo Bills, you know, were able to get to the Super Bowl. That certainly changes the whole dichotomy of of the AFC Eastern Division, right? I mean, that would that would without. I mean, I already think that they are kind of maybe falsely crowned the successor of the Patriots in that division, but that would have set that apart, you know. And they didn't well, quite well, get there. According, so. according to uh, the genius Tony Romo, we don't have to worry about the Dolphins or the Bills next year. The Patriots will be back making the yeah. Super Bowl run next year. Yeah, I had heard I don't know that. What he's at him. I had heard what that, he's and I'll, I'll, I will wait and see that happen first before I start, you know, buying into that. Because I, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get into what their available options are, you know. But really quickly, yeah, I don't know what that's based on any more than just, you know, tipping your hat. Oh, I, I think what check. happens is. Tony Romo's mouth moves before the brain tells it what to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, how dead the Patriots really are and what they do as far as moves go. But, um, well, you know, but staying with Can the, they be better next year? Yeah, but how can you possibly say that they're going to make a Super Bowl run next year yeah. when you don't even know what they're going to do? I mean, <laughs> no, I agree. No, I agree. I don't know where that came from. This but stay. Yeah, but staying on point with 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 the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, is Josh Allen this Josh Allen? Is he the Josh Allen of last year, the year before? I tend to think that it's closer to this one. Um, so obviously, he had a career year; he was an MVP candidate uh, and deserves to be so. But um, you know, I think that he can be at this level. I will say this though: he takes a lot of foolish hits. And I think he's got to watch that. I mean, he was close to blowing out his knee on one of them in that game. Um, I don't know how long he that lasts. Sli- he, doesn't, he doesn't slide nicely, if you notice. I yeah, don't know no, if this guy's ever played baseball. It doesn't look like he did. It, it, he doesn't slide right. You know? He, he's definitely I, he's not the guy does not the baseball slide down. And he, he goes head first a little bit too much, and very awkwardly. Like he, yeah, he's, he's almost like, he's, like his body's not in the right position at all. Yeah, he's got to be careful because I think that's a part of his game that could really come back to haunt him 
Um, you know, and, and you know, he took some vicious hits in this game. Uh and so for longevity purposes that, that could be an issue. Um, you know, and listen, Diggs was phenomenal all year. It's a huge part of yeah. why they were where they are. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a great year, but it didn't end the way a lot of people thought it was going to end. And, and I don't think it was as competitive to me as I thought that game might be. And I guess that's why I say I was a little surprised because um, I didn't think that the Chiefs were at the level that they were last year going into this game. But they, they the kind of proved me wrong. In the fourth quarter, though, they, they almost let them get back in. Well, when you we know, talk about when we talk about the the play calls, okay, we're going to talk about some real suspect uh, play calls that were made by Lafleur. I think one of the biggest mistakes was made by the Buffalo Bills because when they went for that two point conversion at the end, they basically lost the game on that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They took a yep. two-point conversion and turned the game, you know, into a three-possession game rather than just kicking the point, and then they got the onside kick. They could have, yeah. you know, they could they, they could have went down by 15. That was the best onside kick I've seen in three years, by the way. Yeah, I mean. And they almost, they they almost did it twice. Yeah. Rich, if they kick the extra point there, when they get that onside yeah. kick, they're down by 16 points. Right. I mean, they, yeah. they they literally, it was four minutes to go. They could punch that ball in and have a chance to be one score away. Now, obviously, you know, I, but these coaches, are still not, these coaches still don't get when to go for two and when not to. They still don't know. It's yeah. Amazing. No. They make a lot of mistakes. I think that the LaFleur going for the field goal at the end of that game, the jump back over there, well, I don't understand it. I mean, you know, you, I get you need to make the uh, the two-point conversion, but the chances of you having an opportunity there to, to do that um, are much higher than you getting the ball back and, and going down and scoring again when there's two minutes left you're in the really, game. You're really, you know, in the same position. If you don't get the touchdown there, if you turn it over on downs, you got them, all, you got them backed up all the way. You got a good shot to get the ball right back, and you're still in the same position you were in. Yeah, there's you know, a lot of ways to look at that. I don't think going down by five does anything for you, really, either. I really don't. I don't know what it does for you. And, uh, you know, it, it just and, – and, and listen, I, while, we're on, while we're shifting back to that Packer game real quick, you know, everybody saw – I mean, the big play there, Aaron Rodgers looked like he could have ran into the end zone. He looked like he could have ran right into the end zone. Yeah, I mean – It looked like it was open season, and he always runs. There was two plays – that he didn't run on that drive. Yes, that was shocking to me. That was shocking to yeah. me. So uh, I don't know. What you know. He, he, was, he definitely wasn't on his game last night. You see the look in his face when he when he when he met Brady at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then his eyes. And then he said, uh, "I don't know what Brady said to him." And I think his words were, "Yeah, it's too bad." So I don't I don't know what was was talked about, but um, you know. Just to, yeah, he just looked like he was dazed and confused. I guess he really did. Yeah. Um, but you know, okay. So ju- jumping back now, so Mahomes here, uh, you know, he's off of uh, the concussion. Which, by the way, Rich, they're basically saying, like I told you last week, that he kind of had his, his what is the carotid artery was, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, pinched, and, and so he got. He basically put into a sleeper in a sense, got knocked out that way. So um, coming into the game, I guess that ankle was the bigger problem. You wouldn't tell either way. I mean, he looked fantastic. You know, there was really yeah, no re- residual. And the turf toe, I didn't see any problems with that either. Yeah, no. I mean, he looked. And uh, Tyreek Hill, 172 yards. And that's not including the big drop in the first possession. And I mean, uh, that's tough to stop. And, and, it's and amazing, you know, when he when he's running and then he puts it into that second gear, and he just like he just he just separates from everyone. It's crazy. Boy, is he fast! Oh yeah, it's crazy. 
and uh, and now you got uh, Kelsey with 118 and two touchdowns. So you know they we know they have weapons. There's no doubt about it. But when they uh, when they hit, um, boy, they hit. Uh, you know, while I'm watching this, you know, and I'm thinking how how far off are the Dolphins to that? And as much as they had a you know they had a really nice season, and a lot of people want to give them a lot of accolades. But I said last week or two weeks ago, I mean, you pump the brakes a little bit here because, you know, Flores did a good job, but he's nowhere near coach of the year like everybody wants to talk about. I mean, LaFleur and and, uh, McShay in Buffalo did, you know, I mean, those guys, just what they did, uh, I think is, is, is much better. And they didn't make the playoffs, and they got manhandled by Buffalo. In what was uh, almost equivalent to a you know a quasi playoff game because you know how I feel about it. I don't think you get playoff experience until you board the plane and you have to you know go play a playoff game with the entire nation watching in your own time slot. I think there's a big difference. Me and you always argue with that. What playoff experience means? I think it means a lot. I just think the problem is that the teams that we have that go to the playoffs, they're never around anymore. They get broken up the next year. I mean, Pennington and that team goes, and then they're, they're done. I mean, you know, we can we can easily go to like you know from ten wins to eleven wins, or we can go from ten wins to eight wins next year. You don't know. Well, which you can be, you can take a step back next year. Who the hell knows? We've always said the hardest part, the hardest part is not going from the bottom up. It's getting over that hump which it seems like Buffalo has, and so it's going to be interesting to see if they really have because that's the harder hump. Going from 1-15 to 8-8, to eight and eight, that's, more, that's easier than getting into 10 wins consistently or becoming a playoff team. That's the much tougher jump, you know? And, you know, the Dolphins still have a lot of work ahead. The good news is they have a lot of weapons at their disposal as far as draft picks, as far as, you know, what they're able to do free agent-wise. Of course, it, it comes down to Tua. You know, that's going to be a major part of it with their building processes, if, if he's going to be their quarter. But, you know, they, they have opportunities to do it. But my point is, you know, just pump the brakes a little bit here. I mean, you're a non-playoff team. That happened to win 10 games. I get that. Uh, almost every other year you would be a playoff team. But let's face it, I don't think there's a lot of people that thought if they squeaked in they were going up to Buffalo with anything less than a repeat performance of what they've seen the week before. I mean, I think that no, was inevitable. Yeah. I don't think yep. they were winning that game, you know. So, no. and, and they're in their, your division. So for if you're a Dolphin fan, that's really what you should be looking at. I mean, enjoy the NFL. Enjoy the the Super Bowl matchups and and the greatness that you see, and it might be the end of a lot of these guys, you know, careers are coming to it. So you know you're witnessing some some parts of history. There's no doubt, and enjoy that. But from a dolphin perspective, I think it also sheds a little bit of light of where you really are. And uh, you know, I mean that that's sort of, that's my point on that. You know, well, you know we need more playmakers. That's basically what it is. You know, on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, our defense. Got a lot better this year, but there were still a lot of problems on offense. You know, we don't have enough playmakers. But you, know, you think the core is enough? But you're, you're. I said we, you're. God, no, I think we still need to build that too. I think we. I still yeah. want another couple linebackers. You know, I, I'm not really thrilled with the linebackers. I think our pass rush got a lot better, and I think our, yeah. our secondary got a lot better. I, I hear them talking internally that they want to do something with the safeties. Are they nuts? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, but to me, to me, I think you know that has to do with a lot of times you know the Bobby McCann and, and you know and I guess there was a couple other times with Needham and stuff that you know there there, there seemed to be some weaknesses there that were exposed. But it always scares me you, too don't because you think there's bigger weaknesses than that. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Yeah, I think your secondary. Secondary was one of the best things that you had going for you. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, you I, had... I, I certainly don't. I, I mean, there's no one going to mistake you for Ronnie Lott in our safety core. I understand that. No, but right. I mean, it's. I don't think that's the huge priority going into the off season. There, you know. No, I mean, you had a uh, a secondary that showed a lot of good things. You had arguably the defensive player of the year playing there, and. Uh, 
you know, you still have some young talent that I want to see. You know, like is uh, uh, McDogany going to step up? I mean, is this a guy that can be one of the better corners in the league? You know, I, I think it's way too early to say no. I mean, it was his first year. He was drafted very high. He was a good player in college. He should implement himself somewhere in that system much firmer next year. And, you know, and I think that that should be more of your strength than, like you said, having to revamp it and, and you know, go there, concentrate on something else is what you're saying. And I, I agree with you right. when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about it. All right, uh, quick break. We're going to come back and uh, – Look ahead to the Super Bowl matchup right after this. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the bowl for you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Hey, this is Robert Romano. This is Mike DeMont from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'd like to chat, but I'm really kind of busy. I'm listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Life is saying I'm moving in stereo. Life is saying it's all inside. There's a lot of people who didn't even know that that song had words. <laughs> and that's why I listen to the show. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> welcome back. Miami Dolphins Legends Show. You got Pat Catella, Rich Van Zandt, bringing it to you. Super Bowl 55 now. Uh, the matchups are in the books. And, uh, you know, the uh, one thing uh, is certainly clear, um, the uh, the 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 betting houses and the bookies have uh made out like bandits this year and and uh apparently you know i think this this doesn't end i think that's going to continue on now that this uh this is like it is so that that that's uh, one area that uh you know looks like it's flourishing and now um with uh this matchup uh three and a half points i think uh, going in, surprised me, Rich. Talk to me a little bit because, I mean, I think it's hey, – listen, I think Kansas City, you know, they're a powerhouse team. I mean, I understand Brady, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, they're, they they can't lose on this one because there's going to be so much action both points. But uh, do you – you know, I know you're a big Kansas City guy, and it seems like, you know, this is uh, – basically, you know, a, a powerhouse team looking to repeat here. So um, it's going to be a very uphill battle for Tampa Bay. You know, they have a good defense. i got to give them credit there, and they're, they're running the ball better than I thought they would with Fournette. You know? Well, let me just let me stop you for a quick second. Rich, 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 quick second. And I just uh, – yeah. because you, you kind of snarked at me when I said it, but Todd Bowles was one of the best hires on the whole offseason. I know you don't love him yeah, as a head coach, right. but this guy's no, a Gibbs guy. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, this this guy is a good defensive coordinator. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, yeah. so I got that. Go ahead. Hey, what else? You know, I'll tell you something. You know, Pierre Paul. That's got to be yeah. to come back clear of the year, right? I mean, oh, without a doubt. I mean, obviously you know? Alex Smith's going to win like, that. Wow. Alex yeah. Smith's no, going to win that. But I know that. Yeah, yeah. but right. absolutely, Rich. What a yeah. You know what I noticed in this game? Remember at the beginning of the show, I said it always has dolphin ramifications. A lot of people may not have realized, but Indomitian Sue played one of the best yes. games of his entire career. Yes. And, and, and he knows yes. Rodgers inside out. He was on him the whole game and absolutely had a huge part of why Rodgers was so stunted in this game. I think he smelt it. He smelt blood. He smelt the Super Bowl for the first time. And, uh, boy, did he show up for this game, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up. <laughs> he didn't certainly show up many times with us. There's for sure uh, that. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he was, was stable with us. With us. Yeah. He well, was he stable. was stable. He was stable, yeah. but getting a contract of you know uh, 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 the best uh, defensive player yeah, of all time. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, right. So. But you just don't, you know when you're building a team, you don't start with the highest paid players at defensive tackle. It's just it just. You know, it's typical Mike Tannenbaum idiocy that you, would know, you, you can't win like that. You know? Would you say the same thing if you're Aaron Donald? Would you say the same thing for Aaron Donald? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you start there. I mean, no. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think you start yeah. there. I mean, no, I agree. You know, it's great I agree. to have a guy like that, but yeah. that's not how you start building a team. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. So you, can't, idiotic. you can't start with an interior lineman. Again, for the thousand, got to get somebody that can change the scoreboard. You know, yeah. that's, you know, right. that's how you win in this league, especially right. nowadays, you know? Right, right. Sure. Yeah, especially nowadays, absolutely. But you don't, but, you know, um, you don't start, like, rebuilding a team, and then, like, you know, you give this guy, you know, a $180 million contract, and, like, and, then, yeah. and then two rounds later, you draft another defensive nose tackle. I mean, you know, yeah. it just shows you where their brain is, you know? So you're saying, am I underestimating this, this this Tampa team and the defense and what they could do? Like you said, Pierre, Paul, Sue, that defense is playing unbelievable. And they're running the ball very well. And Brady has had his moments. There's no doubt about it. And he's the best Super Bowl quarterback to ever suit up. So there are there obviously are factors there. And they're and at home for the first time in the history of the NFL. Yeah. A Super Bowl team is playing at home. No, first Second time. Place. The so, first time they've yeah, ever played in their own stadium. I understand. was home enough. I got you. Yes, it was. It was. And I'll bring up those two things. I think the Rams played in L.A. too uh, against the Steelers in 79. I think they played. Didn't really help, uh, uh, yeah. Well, they, they actually should have won that game. They were close yeah, to know. winning that game, right? But, yeah. yeah, I think they – but you're right. And having the 49ers uh, play the game at their practice facility in a fog certainly didn't help the greatest yeah. offensive team to that point. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. They're playing at home for the first time in history in their own stadium. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is, how much of a plus is that? I, well, I don't know because, listen, you don't have to travel. That's huge, right? You're not going to have to get on a plane and go nowhere. They're, I think the teams are only coming in – two days before, so it may not have as big as impact as it used to. I don't think they're going to be there for the week. I think they're coming in two days before, and they got rid of all the – there's no player days. There's no, like, that you know, that nonsensical thing where, you know – That's like a huge thing. From media day? Asking, media, yeah, day? media day? They don't have Venezuela that? Venezuela reporter starts asking yeah. questions about, like, yeah. you know, their video game. Yeah. That, yeah. All that That's stuff. a huge it's thing. That's a huge thing yeah. because Arian said – the biggest uh, advantage is sleeping in your own bed for the first week and having the same thing. And now you're saying that that's kind of going to be taken away in a lot of ways. Yeah, pretty so much. I hadn't so. heard yeah. that. And, yeah, and that's kind of going to be yeah. gone now, especially if they're not coming in till a couple days before. I think the home crowd is 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 not going to be a major issue at all. Plus, I think the, there the will be. The stadium's not going to be packed. It's not going to be packed. Going to have twenty. 25,000 people. Okay, so take the 25,000 people, right? 12,000, okay, take the 25,000 people, right? Let's say you have, um, uh, let's say you have 8,000 
goes to the to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season ticket holders and and, and their organization. Then you have another eight thousand goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? That's how it's going to be divided up, right? So now you have another nine thousand, uh, you know, that are going to be up for grabs. So out of those well, nine thousand up for, they gave away Goodell gave away seventy five hundred to all local first responders in that area. Now is that considered in the twenty five thousand? No, it's yeah, yeah, twenty five thousand total. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. It's so you would assume that they're going to be mostly Tampa Bay then, but they're going to be quiet Tampa, Tampa Bay too. Yeah, yeah there will, there will, but you, first responders may not even be football fans, Pat. You don't even know that, you know. Yeah, you don't know that, but they're in that area though, so they're going to be Tampa. Yeah. But but you know what though, um, this team won the Super Bowl last year in Miami. Um. I don't think the crowd is going to be a major factor in this game. I don't, like, no. noise-wise, you know, noise-wise. No. Um, we'll, well see. I mean, There's not enough people to make it noisy, you know. Yeah. It's not going to be, yeah, I don't, you know. So, so a lot of that home field thing you take away. Um, but am I underestimating them? I mean, is this Kansas City team seems to be right now running on all cylinders. But, you know, we, we probably played them the best of anybody. I mean, Mahomes had his worst game. He had three interceptions and an 87-yard sack. <laughs> and yeah, we still lost the game. But, I but I mean, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, that, yeah, you know, that's – I mean, they, they can be, you know, stunted, but you kind of have to do it early. But, you know, Rich, I didn't expect that defense to shut Aaron Rodgers down like they did in a cold Lambeau field uh-huh. either. You know, I think Kansas City should win the game unless something crazy happens that we don't, we're not, you know, that you can't really, you know, predict. But right. I don't see Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. No. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to listen, we're going to break it all down next week and, and we'll, we'll yeah. dissect it and, you know, come up with picks. But in, in the early thing, I guess my point is, is this as one sided as it seems? I mean, you've made some good arguments as to why it maybe isn't. Uh, we'll talk about who's going to wi- actually win the game, you know, uh, down the road. But um, but from what you're telling me, you seem like this could be a lot more competitive than than the one-sided looks and the very low line. I thought that was a very low line. It's very low. I mean, I think it should be. I think it should be six and a half, seven. You know, to start. Yeah. I think that's a little yeah. low. But you know, these big games, they want. Action on both sides. They they don't care. Sure, they but just, uh, get, isn't, you know, they just get the big. They don't care. But know? isn't that exactly that's why I said that? They yeah. said like the you know bookies and bookmakers are, are making a fortune and they're going to continue on. And this is like a dream for them. And I could see why. But wouldn't you want to put it higher initially? Wouldn't you be getting more people on uh, Tampa that way? Or are there already this many people on Tampa? They may not need the points with that because there's. You know, a lot of people with Brady, 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 you know. So, yeah. I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, I guess, you know, yeah I, me too. I That's what I was going to say to you. It's just the Brady yeah. factor, right? I mean, I wouldn't – I mean, look, I wouldn't be, like, you know, floored if Tampa Bay won this game. Really? You know? See, like, I, I – I, I, I don't – I, don't, I, I think the shock factor is long gone for me with this – Anything involved yeah. with Tom Brady, uh, you know? Yeah, what I mean? you know what, Rich? I'm surprised. Yeah, that's what I was waiting. I waited all day because that's what yeah. I wanted to know. I wanted the unbiased Van Zant feeling and opinion yeah. on this. And, and 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 you know what? I'm. I guess I'm a little surprised, but I I guess you're right at this point. Like, well, you know, look, I mean, I see. You know, I'm ready for the guy to go down to. I'm ready for the guy to finish more work on uh, on uh, the the Sistine Chapel. I'm ready for Brady to go up on a scaffolding just, and start painting. Look, I mean, what else can't this guy do? Look how the game ended yesterday, right? I mean, yeah, okay, was that a hold? Sure. Was that guy ever going to catch that ball? No. I mean, my problem is how late that flag was thrown to end the game. And it bugged me that there was an offensive hold on the same play that they didn't call. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, and he constantly gets these calls, constantly. You know, we've seen it more yeah. than once. I think there was a missed call uh, that could have been called on the hold, but I think the ironic part of that is, I think Rodgers and the Packers weren't looking for that. 
They weren't looking for that hold. They were looking for pass no. interference. And I think that hurt yeah. them. Because they weren't even arguing about the hold, which I think they could have called. They were looking for pass interference, which wasn't there on that play. And I think that hurt them. And then I think what also hurt that other play is it was so egregious that they they could see in their minds the blow-up of that picture with the guy holding the shirt spread out like it was a flag attached to him. And they, that, that just scared them away. He actually grabbed it, released it, Twice. grabbed it again like that. I've seen that. So I guess you have to make that call, and I guess that's the well, reason so why that's, that's what, it that's was what late. And I think because I don't think they wanted to make the call, but I think they were so afraid that it was so egregious that you're going to see that as a meme. You're going to see that yeah. picture blown up all over the place. And I think that they said we have no choice on that. You know, maybe how, that, how that, that's that where hold? I'm going. How do you miss that holding call? Like I said, I think you miss it. I'm I'm trying to explain. I think the reason why that wasn't called is because they didn't argue it. Rodgers and the tight end were arguing on pass interference. They weren't arguing the hold. Well, they probably probably didn't even see that. They were probably looking downfield, but the ref maybe. in the backfield should have, should have thrown that Maybe. Flag. There was a hold that could have been called. There's no doubt. That was a hold. It could have been called. There's no doubt. I've seen, but I've seen I, a lot it, less because, than that. I mean, that was, yeah. I think I was basically choking the guy. Hmm. It could have been called. I think there's no doubt it could have been called. Um, so, you know, this will be interesting, I guess, to see, you know, how this kind of all comes together. This has been... A pretty exciting year. The one thing I want to bring up, and it's still a concern to me, I told you all year I was concerned with it, but now I'm majorly concerned with it. You got two weeks. If somebody, like if this COVID thing hits, this could affect things in a major way. And I haven't heard that they're doing anything more spectacular to prevent it. That's the thing that concerns me. I mean, well, we've I seen that, it this I year. The fact that they're not going to Tampa early. Yes. And I think yes. gonna, I think they're going to be kind of sequestered in Kansas City and Tampa. Are they though? Are they though? Because I hear yeah, coaches I saying, so. "Well, they got to just be careful, you know, who they bring into their house and who they converse with." But I mean, it, I you know, know, that that doesn't seem like you know major major assurance. I mean, I would prefer, and I said it all along. I think that they should be in a bubble. I think that the the two Super Bowl teams now should be sequestered in some kind of a bubble for two weeks. I, I really do. I think that would have been the best way to do this, um, and hopefully yeah. this won't even affect it. You know, because I, I, I would hate to see that. We've seen that a couple times this year, where you know, starting quarterbacks out of a game or star play, and, and this is like you know, this would be monumentally devastating. You know, so hopefully this all goes smooth. They, they've done a really good job as far as getting through the season. Me and you talked about how they had a week to play, and, and they've got to this point uh, virtually unscathed. And that's why I say, you know, I would hope that this kind of plays out and we get to see this at full strength in this Super Bowl. I really do, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would think they have to doing something differently that we don't hold so. out. You can't tell me they're, you know, and like I said, I don't think in Tampa, I don't think there's any of those Super Bowl parties or get-togethers or anything. Right, right. You know, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see. It should be interesting without a doubt. So Super Bowl 55, match up in the books, and uh, we'll discuss it all next week. Come up with predictions. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in.